fast. Call Bucky at 970-825-9305. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Jesus Good morning. Welcome to today's program, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm Rick Rodriguez. I'll be here till 11, three hours. In Romans, the Apostle Paul, Romans 8, verse 28, stated, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God who are the called according to His purpose. We know all things work together for good. We know that uh, in the Bible we realize there are no accidents. Nothing is by chance, happenstance. Everything is known by God. And the time that we live in was foreordained. We were foreordained to be living at this time. And in the world, there are the nations of the world. There is Israel. And there is the church of God. God, from uh, his, in His view, and the way that it was explained in 1 Corinthians 10.32, the Apostle Paul said that we were not to, to be give any, any offense to the Jew, to the Gentile, or to the church of God. And what Paul was stating is this, that when he presented this to the church in Corinth, we had to be careful that offenses, there are always going to be offenses, but he presented this in the view of three corporate people. The nations of the world, Israel, as a people of God, a family of God, and also the church of God. And the church of God would include the nations and the household of Israel. When Christ was uh, in his ministry, there were only two corporate people in the world. There was the Gentile nations and Israel, the Jewish people, the family of God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, in Christ's ministry, there was only two corporate peoples. After Christ's death, on the night of resurrection, a third corporate group began. This would be known as the church 
those who would be born again on the night of resurrection, Christ breathed into the people that were assembled in a little room, in an upper room. He breathed into them His Holy Spirit. That night, a third group, a third, this was the beginning of a third corporate entity, a group in the view of God, the church. And as the years would go on, uh, many of the Jewish people would come to Christ. But then, little by little, initially Peter in the book of Acts was sent to the household of Cornelius. And Cornelius was a Gentile, but he was a God-fearing man. And Cornelius and his whole house, they were saved. This was the introduction of the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles. So now you had within the church, you had the family of Israel, and now you had the Gentile nations, the beginning of the Gentile nations being brought into the plan of God, the purpose of God. I'm going to, and the reason this I'm presenting this to you is because here in the time in which we live, we can view the people of the world in these three groups. The non-Jewish people, the Gentiles, or the nations. The family of God, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the naturally, the natural family of God, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Jewish people. Then, from those two groups, you have the body of Christ, and you have these two families in the body of Christ, in Messiah, born again. If they are, if you have many in the religious world, you have many people in the Christian churches, in the church, Christian assemblies, but not everyone is born again. There are those that are, that are the uh, infiltrators. There are those that are nominal Christians. They have the name. They believe in God. They have the name of being Christian, but they are not true born-again Christians. They are nominal Christians in name only. You have the three corporate people. This is in God's view. And in the church, you have people from both Gentile and Jew. This is the God plan of God. This plan, uh, be, Paul began to expound on the Jews and the Gentiles that had been brought into Messiah in the book of Ephesians. Now, there was something that, in Christ's view, while he was in his ministry, that brief, brief three and a half years roughly of ministry, in his thinking, he, well, with the Jew, with these disciples, in their thinking that, in their thinking, Christ was the redeemer of Israel. They didn't really have the thought 
that Christ had also come to redeem those outside of the stock or the family of Israel that wasn't in their thinking because all the promises of God were to Israel. The commandments, the temple, all the holy things were to the people, the Jewish people. So it was foreign for them to think that Christ also had another objective to bring in another people. But that was always in his thinking. In the Gospel of John chapter 10, we have to discuss this. Because in the body of Christ today, there is, is still within the, the Gentile churches, there is still an enmity toward Jewish people as a people and Jewish Christians in the household of God, in the born-again churches of God. So, the chapter, uh, the Gospel of John, verse 10, chapter 10, sorry, verse 1. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, from some other quarter, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the door for this man, and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it, and he calls them his own sheep. He calls, he calls his own sheep, I'm sorry, by name and leads them out. When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never, on any account, follow a stranger, but will run away from him, because they do not know the voice of a stranger or recognize their call. Jesus used this parable, this illustration with them, but they did not understand what he was talking about. So Jesus said again, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, that I myself am the door for the sheep. All others who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to or, or obey them. I am the door. Anyone who enters in through me will be saved. He will live. He will come in and he will go out freely and he will find pasture. The thief comes only in order to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy life and have it abundantly to the full till, till it overflows. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hired servant, he who merely serves for wages, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees the wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away, and the wolf chases and snatches them and scatters the flock. Now this was 
I'm going to stop here at verse, the end of verse 12. This is actually a relevant chapter for our day because we are in the day of the hireling. This did not just occur in the time when Christ was ministering with his disciples. This is a present reality today in the churches of God in America and internationally. There are hirelings that are paid to do a job. Even some of the hirelings are not even true born-again Christians. They are men who are wolves. They do not know Christ personally. They know of Him, and they work against His plan, His purpose, and His people. So, we'll continue with verse 13. The hireling flees because he merely serves for wages and is not himself concerned about the sheep, cares for, does not care for them. In the time that we're in, many of these men, as this government begins to put pressure on the evangelical and the churches of America, you will see the men who are hirelings, they will vacate their posts. They will leave. They will take their wealth with them. They will disappear into society. And they will leave the people that were there in their assemblies will leave them. Now there are those again that are not even born again. But then there are those who are truly born again but they're hirelings. They were never called by God to be pastors or teachers or evangelists. They did this because they were good at it. They were intelligent. They were charismatic. Many other things. They were gifted with the ability to uh, organize, whatever it may be. But they were not called as shepherds to God's children. They were there for, with other motives. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and I know and recognize my own, and my own know and recognize me. There are many Christians in the churches in America that have left assemblies because there was something wrong with the pastor. There was something they couldn't put their finger on. And they knew there was something off. And they would leave. And they would, I believe, that God would lead them either completely out of the fold to be led by the Lord Himself, which is eventually the... the way of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we are to, to assemble so that we can encourage, we can feed, we can teach, we can protect one another, but sometimes in the uh, nations that are war-torn, uh, it's an individual matter. 
in Russia during the time of the from uh, the time of Lenin and forward to the time of Putin, many of the Christians in Russia that were in prison, they were basically on their own. And uh, those that were in solitary confinement, they were on their own. They had no fellowship, but yet they survived, they thrived, they continued with Christ, and they came out victorious, and they came out mature. They may not have had the Bible, but they did have uh, a conscience, and they were able to pray. God did instruct them. Even if we make our bed in hell, the Lord is with us. This is what King David said. Even if you make your bed in hell, He is with us. Christ is with us. Verse 15. My own recognize me, even as truly the, as, as truly the Father knows me, and also know the, I also know the Father, and I am giving my very own life and laying it down on behalf of the sheep. So, yes, he was sent to the cross, but he laid it down. There are many who accuse the Jews of murdering Christ. Well, they were responsible, the Jews in the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the religious world, and the Roman world, the world outside of religion, both worked together to have Christ crucified, but Christ here in John 15, he says, I am giving my very own life and laying it down on behalf of the sheep. So yes, they did the crucifixion, they did the torture, they did the inspection, but he laid it down. Now verse 16, this is the verse that is important. He states here, okay, so now basically he's speaking to the children of Israel, to the, Jew, to the disciples. But now he says something odd, which the disciples didn't understand. He states this, I have other sheep, other sheep, besides these, that are not of this fold. I must bring and impel those also, and they will listen to my voice and heed my call, and so there will be, there will become one flock under one shepherd. Christ, in his mind, he had, he knew that upon his death and his resurrection, yes, he would visit the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the disciples. But even then, he knew there was another fold that were not of the fold of the Jewish lineage. And he knew that they would listen, meaning the Gentiles. And they would listen, they would follow him, they would become, and he would become the shepherd of one flock. That's what we have today. You have in the body of Christ Jewish believers 
you have Gentile believers, many more Gentile believers than Jewish believers. Nevertheless, you have one shepherd of both of these flocks. And this is what the many of the churches in America for a century or two have there's a thought that the church has replaced Israel, that the Jewish people are no longer a part of the great plan of God because it's mainly that we're in the, the uh, age of the Gentiles. Well, that's, that's not true. There has always been the Jewish people in the body of Christ. And many of the Jewish people that were believers were in the Roman church, the Greek churches, were in the Methodist churches, in all the different assemblies, hidden, you might say, but still in Christ's seven churches. But here in America, we're unique because in America, I always go back to what happened with the baby boom generation. You had two groups of people in the baby boom generation that Jesus Christ had a plan with and he was able to reach them, the Jews and the Gentiles. You have many in the early 60s who were Jewish, who began Jewish ministries. You have a lot of Jewish uh, Messianic ministries today. There was Zola Lovett. There were others who actually took their ministries back to Israel there was Sid Roth, who is still living to this day. And uh, <clears throat> he talks about the Mishbuka, the family of God. We are a family of God. And I always go back to this thought also. Because God is not a respecter of persons, he has two peoples. Both of these Flocks, the Gentile and the Jew, are vital to the time, the, the plan that God has for our time. Without both, you have to have two witnesses. You have to have two peoples to testify against an unrighteous world. You cannot condemn or bring judgments or uh, accusations to an ungodly world unless you have two corporate peoples. Two corporate peoples are going to bring, in the body of Christ, are going to bring the verdict of guilty to the Gentile population and to the Jewish population that are far from God. God, with the Jewish people, they are apostate at this time. They are, are dwelling in blindness, according to Paul in... Uh, the book of Romans, they are still blind. There's a blindness upon the children of Israel until the time of the Gentiles is over. But those, the Jewish people in Israel, and there are so much anti-Semitism, uh, not only directed at the Jewish people from the body, the churches of Christ, but from the world itself. There are religious people who 
I don't know how to phrase it. They, they feel that Israel has been totally rep replaced and Israel no longer exists. Well, Revelation chapter 7 states that Israel and the 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel do exist, will exist, and will be a vital part of the end of the world scenario and prophecies. And God even says that with these 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, they have to have a, a protection upon them. They have to be sealed and protected from the wars and the diseases and from the hardships to come because they have to go through the tribulation, come out of the tribulation through the great wrath, time of wrath, and go through that time of wrath and come out on the other end of all the judgments and the uh, Armageddon. They come out of the other side of that to go into the millennial kingdom to continue to populate and repopulate Israel as a nation. They have to live. They have to exist. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in just a few minutes and we'll continue the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. This is Rick Rodriguez. Hello, my name is Keith, and I'm the host of the program, The Pursuit of God on 1360 KHNC. And I invite you to join me Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock as we go on this great pursuit of God. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hey folks, The Rev here. This economy has retailers scrambling for ways to increase revenue. Radio reaches 9 out of 10 people every day. Your next loyal customer needs to hear about you. Advertise with 1360 KHNC. Call The Rev at 303-809-3343 to get it done. That's 303-809-3343. Promotion's done right. Again, 303-809-3343. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences. At the same time, it became the largest vulnerable device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any given time, multiple governmental agencies or hackers can be listening to your cell phone calls or intercepting your texts. Because of this invasion of privacy, the defense enabling and assisting framework known as DEF was developed to keep your personal and digital cell phone transmissions protected. To learn more, visit us at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. Make sure your calls, texts, and all digital transmissions are cloaked at all times. That's DEFProtection.com. Com. Remember, privacy is freedom.
The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Carter, host of Bail Talk. Tune in every Sunday from 2 to 3 to hear about crime and bail. 2 to 3 every Sunday. Don't miss it. All right, well, we'll continue. So, I'm presenting this to you because of the anti-Semitism in the world. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, anti-Semitism and uh, the Jewish people, that the Jewish people in Israel today are not the Jewish people. I don't know where these people uh, get their thinking. I know where they get it from. It comes from the other world, the world of darkness. Israel is in the Bible. Israel will exist at the end of the world. Israel will have wars before Christ's second coming. Israel, uh, as a people, yes, through DNA, you can look at the DNA of people, and yes, there is to this very day a pure lineage of Jewish people in all of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, there are 13 tribes, actually. The tribe of Dan, you can also get the DNA from the people that are in the tribe of Dan, but they are excluded in the book of Revelation chapter 7. Dan is not mentioned. Dan was replaced by Manasseh. The reason Dan was... uh, not mentioned and been removed from the lineage of the Jewish people is because Dan, the prophecies about Dan, uh, he would eventually bite at the horse's hooves. And uh, it was a prophecy where he would always, the children of Dan would always fight the plan of God and the Messiah and the plan of Messiah through the ages to the very end. And it would be the tribe of Dan that would begin and introduce, there was one other family too, but they introduced uh, witchcraft into the children of Israel, into the families in Israel. But Dan took the lead. He was the the, uh, lineage that would get deeply involved in the occult. Now some of the, I feel in my studies, Some of the present-day children that are Jewish, but from the tribe of Dan, would be uh, people in the, uh, like George Soros, uh, the Rothschilds, uh, people of this, people that are Jewish by lineage, but work against God, that work actually against Israel. Dan would also hate Israel. Dan, in the future, will help set up the, the uh, how would I, the, I wouldn't say, well, Dan will probably be involved when Antichrist 
goes to Jerusalem and sets himself up in the temple and declares himself to be God. Uh, this is kind of a whole program that I just don't have time to get into now. I can just present something to you to put it in your thinking. Uh, the Jewish people in the world today, like Alan Greenspan, I believe many of these people, they have no allegiance to Israel. They have no allegiance to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, they are they're more than apostate. They are actually uh, God-haters. They hate their Jewish lineage. Anything Jewish, they are opposed to. They, are, they want the full destruction of Israel. There were people like the Rothschilds when the Balfour Declaration was created. The plan was to, to not just, not really to give Israel a nation, but a more sinister plan to have a way to destroy the Jewish people. And, uh, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm getting off into an area where it would take another hour or two just to lay out a scenario to give you an understanding of who the tribe of Dan is. And I believe that the tribe of Dan, the Jewish people, they're Jewish through the lineage, through the blood lineage, but they were cut off by God because of their Baal worship, because of the, the way in which they were involved in the occult. God cuts them off. And this is why they're not in the book of Revelation. But these people in that tribe of Dan will work with the coming Antichrist to destroy Israel, afflict Israel, and to destroy everything uh, that pertains to God and His Christ. So, now going back to John chapter 10. So, there is, there are two folds, there are two groups of people, but one shepherd. The shepherd has given each of these in each of the folds everything that is promised in Moses and through the scriptures they have access to God they have forgiveness of sins they have all of the blessings they have received the Holy Spirit they have a blood covenant through the Holy Spirit, through the, the shedding of blood. They have the spirit of life upon them. Uh, again, they have uh, the grace of God is available. It, it, the only difference is who, who desires all the blessings and all that God has promised His children. It's a matter of individually who desires what. Both at the banquet table, the banquet table is for both families, Gentile and Jew in Messiah. The banquet table is there. It's available. It is whosoever will. Everything that God has placed on this banquet table is available to both equally. And the 
purpose that God has with each would be the difference. The Jewish people have a different responsibility than the Gentiles. But both together are two corporate witnesses that God will use in the near future to, to begin to bring judgments on uh, a, an unrighteous and evil world. And we are in a time now where God is working with both of these families to, to I guess you could say, to, to uh, we have the righteousness of God through Messiah. We are righteous in that sense. But now we have to work out the holiness and the righteousness in our living so that we can surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had a form of righteousness. They had a conduct that they had to follow precisely. Everything was like in the military. Everything was regimented. Everything was laid out. <clears throat> and they had a form of you could say uh, earthly righteousness that many of the people because they didn't have that authority and power could not attain to. But Christ said that if our righteousness doesn't exceed, surpass that of the Pharisees and the scribes then uh, that was Christ, what Christ was saying is our righteousness had to surpass that and it can through being under the direction of the Holy Spirit. We can be right with our fellow man. We can be holy like we should be. We can keep ourselves unstained from the world, from the cosmos. And we can be, uh, you know, we're, we're still going to have the sin nature. We can't get away from that. This is why we have the blood every day. We have a day of atonement every day, not once a year. The day of atonement for the believer is every day because the believer will sin every day. But with the sins, we have the blood of the sacrifice to cleanse ourselves with. This is why in Revelation chapter 12, they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their soul lives unto death. We have a testimony daily. Daily we are to put to death the soul life. And a deeper meaning is that there will be martyrdom. And then also at the same time, daily we are going to sin. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. Every day for the believer is a day of atonement. Every day. The reality of the atonement is with the believer daily. Every day is a day where we need at one minute. We need at one minute with God. So, now, <clears throat> I have a couple of directions to go. I wanted to lay that down. This groundwork. This foundation. Because God cannot and will not he is forced 
by his word to use the Jew and the Gentile, those that are naturally of the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who are born again, and those who are from the Gentile nations who are born again, God has to, to fulfill his plan, he needs both of these people in this one corporate church. Both are vital to the plan in which and the time in which we live. The, the Jewish people, Israel, a Messiah has to be carried to the Jewish people. The Jewish people, again, because they are under a blindness that has been placed upon their mind by God, is going to be very difficult. Not every Jewish person is going to get saved. Not every Gentile will get saved. There are those that are going to perish. Even in the Bible, it makes it very clear that there will be the Jewish people, many, who will never meet their Messiah. Not only in this age, they will not be with their Messiah in the age to come. The same with the Gentile people. But there will be a remnant out of both. There will be a, a remnant, a group, that will be saved, Jew and Gentile. Now, we are to present Messiah to the Jewish people to the best of our ability under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and those that have been ordained to eternal life will be saved. There are those that will be saved. It's the same principle with the Gentiles. Those who have been ordained to eternal life will be saved. But we are to present. It's like dinner. The dinner is available to both, but we have to take that dinner to them, offer it to them, and now whether or not they'll have sit down and eat, that's up to God. They have free will. In the plan of God, both Jew and Gentile are necessary. And this is why in Ephesians, Paul expounds on it. And in Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11, Paul presents it also. Because it's important that God's people today in the churches that have been contaminated with uh, prejudice against the Jewish people. And like, like just in the natural world, there are many people that are very uh, prejudiced against the Jewish people. Because some of the Jewish people, like the Soroses and these type of people, the bankers who are the, the tribe of Dan, there are many people in very powerful positions internationally from the tribe of Dan who have given a, the Jewish people a very bad, uh, painted a, 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 an evil picture of the Jewish people. The Jewish people are God's people. They're his elect. His elect. He's, he promised he would take care of them. He promised he would bring them through, through time. And he would protect them at the end of the world. The blindness on their eyes is because God allowed it. But in this, in this 
be, even though he allowed the blindness, does it not mean that he has uh, condemned them to eternal fire? No. He will work with them in his way to protect them, to get them to that day when he will reveal who he is to them. Just like with Joseph in Egypt, one day presented himself to his brothers, but he had to bring his brothers down to Egypt, and there he presented to them who he was. Christ will do the same thing with the Jewish people today. Now, <clears throat> with that, I am going to, I have two directions to go. The, we are in the 9-11, September 11th, just took place yesterday. I'm at a crossroad. I really feel it's important to give this audience an understanding of Paul's thinking concerning Israel and the church and the Gentiles in the church. But at the same time, because we had 9-11, I, I have been wrestling with the Lord on this matter. 9-11, September the 11th, 2001, is in the Bible. And I have done, through the years, I have done presentations on what happened on September 11th from a biblical perspective. And I, I think because it's in the Bible, because it is prophecy, fulfilled prophecy with a purpose, I think I'm probably going to wait for Romans 9, 10, and 11 to either later in this program or another day. But I did make my point that God cannot finish His program and judgments on the world without two people in the body of Christ, Jew and Gentile. Without these two families, God cannot bring the punishment and the judgments and the accusations with the punishments to an unrighteous world. He has to have two people. The prophecy for these two people is in Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses. Not two individual people. Not two holy people from Israel. Not Moses and Elijah. Not John the Baptist. Not, uh, uh, some people think it is uh, Methuselah, who lived a thousand years. No. It, this is, you might say, God has hidden the true prophecy of Romans chapter 11. Kept it from the eyes of the wicked until our time. It is two corporate groups of people, Jew and Gentile, the olive tree and the lampstands. These two corporate peoples are going to testify for God in the time to come. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 
970-978-9565. Is the driveway made of fruit leather, or has the apple stopped appling? If your half of a 100-foot cottonwood tree just needs a haircut, call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have saved many trees everyone else said was dead. I'll show off. Hey, you're not in this one either. From fire mitigation, bushes, trees, to bees, that's 568-6898. God bless us. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Abortion is murder, right? You shall not murder. It's the sixth commandment. But the pro-life industry says it's not murder. If the baby's due in six months or more. What? If the abortionist follows sanitary procedure. Excuse me? Then you can kill the baby? Legally? Join Colorado Right to Life and act to stop abortion today and to end it for all time. Search Colorado Right to Life right now to find out how. That's Colorado Right to Life right now. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Okay, hour one is finished, so we're going to go to, uh, I'll just close out this hour. In the next hour, I'm going to go ahead and give you the prophecy out of Isaiah chapter 21 about the World Trade Center bombings in 2001. These bombings were in the Bible in a hidden code in Isaiah 21. I'm going to have to do that in the second hour. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, area code 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And then on Monday through Thursday, uh, from 2 to 3, I have the, the Present Truth program every day, Monday through Thursday. So then also uh, the podcast for this program and for the other programs are on 1360khnc.com. So you can, if you have to miss 
the next hour, remember you can go to the podcast and you can, uh, I'll be archived there. Uh, In the next hour, I'm going to talk about the prophecy of 9-11 that's in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 21, in detail, what happened on that day, how it was, uh, we know pretty much the truth now about what happened on 9-11. It was not what it appeared to be, but we'll see what Isaiah has to say about it. There was a reason for it, and the two towers were a judgment on not just the, the prophecy of Isaiah in, I, in Isaiah 21 is a prophecy about a coming judgment on an end-time Babylon the Great. But before Babylon the Great is judged, there is an initial warning. That is Isaiah chapter 21. And the two towers that came down, they were to his testimony... God was speaking to the world, and uh, the world did hear, but the world did not understand all that God was saying. So in the next hour, I will go into Isaiah chapter 21. The podcast, again, will be on 1360khnc.com, so you can listen to that. Go to the podcast section, and then down to today's program. This is the 12th of September, 2021 program. Okay, um, I think that that takes care of that. Now, again, God cannot begin to bring judgment on the world without two witnesses who will testify before God to the sin and the evil and the unrighteousness of a God-hating world. And never before in America has there been such a move, and we can see it, an antichrist spirit that has descended, that has descended upon this country. Just antichrist spirit. So we'll be back in the second hour. the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website 1360khnc.com click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. While hospitalizations continue to rise in Colorado, there are said to be some good signs regarding COVID testing positivity. A little less than 6% of all tests in the state have come back positive in the past week. Colorado has been above that level for most of the last couple of weeks. Experts say staying below 5% is a sign that a pandemic virus like this is mostly under control. Hospitalizations have now stayed flat the last couple of days, up only three statewide from Wednesday to Thursday for a total of 894. 
There are reportedly more confirmed COVID cases in hospitals during this wave than during the initial one in the spring of 2020, but back then there were more unconfirmed cases in hospitals. COVID outbreaks in schools have nearly doubled in the past week from 42 to 80. Total cases K-12 through schools have more than doubled from 401 to 886, the vast majority of those cases in students. Colorado's reported no deaths from school outbreaks. The state health department recommends all schools require masks for everyone. That's regardless of vaccination status or how much COVID's spreading in a particular community. That doesn't mean, however, there's a mandate and the governor says he's not interested in issuing one of those. In the last month, state guidance has been to require masks for uninoculated people or everyone in schools if there's a lot of COVID in that community. Now the state's just calling for everyone to mask up. The new guidance also changes the rules for when people might have to quarantine. Unvaccinated kids will not have to quarantine after exposure to the virus if everyone was wearing masks properly or having weekly testing. I'm Jim Williams. Pitkin County getting ready to bring back its indoor mask mandate. The Board of Health in that community, home to Aspen, voted to follow Boulder County's lead with new mask rules. The department currently writing up the new mandate's language. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Get your west on in Wyoming's Carbon County. You'll find hot springs, cold streams, wide open spaces, and scenic places. Hit your reset button. Choose your own adventure. Explore our beauty in your vehicle, on bike, or beast. Retire to a cozy cabin or a luxury lodge. Whatever the west means to you, you'll find it in Carbon County. Visit wyomingcarboncounty.com for activity ideas, lodging options, and safe travel tips. Now's the time to get your west on. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. From custom home loans to competitive rates and everything in between, you can trust them to find you the best deal. They're local to Colorado, and they partner with some of the best real estate agents around. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Kerry and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, heroes, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara in Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in northern Colorado. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Reasons to own gold. 
Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Okay, good afternoon, or uh, afternoon, still morning, 9 o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Uh, my The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com for the programs, and you go to the podcast section, Open that up and down to the Olive Tree program for the day. Also on Monday through Thursday, I have a new schedule here at the station. Again, 1360 AM, KHNC, from 2 to 3. So with that, I had finished out the last hour stating that the 9-11... I'm trying to decide how to, to begin this. What happened on the 11th of September 2001 was in the Bible. It is in Isaiah chapter 21. And I'm going to read that. I'm gonna, I had written something 20, 19 years ago on Isaiah 21 about the World Trade Center bombing. I had some uh, thoughts, some observations. I'll read you some of the observations. We'll see if my observations were correct, if what did happen there in my interpretation and understanding of Isaiah 21, if my observations were where they stood, where they stand. So, in Isaiah 21, uh, there was a hidden message, and the message had been hidden for roughly... 2,600 years, but was going to be eventually revealed in our time. In our time, there is the uh, prophecies post-1948. The fig tree, Israel being the fig tree, God, Christ used it as a type, in its early life, midlife, and toward the end of the life of the fig tree in this 2,000 year scenario. 1948, Israel became a nation. This just does not happen. That out of nowhere, a nation disappears 2,000 years ago, reappears 1,900 years later. From September, I'm sorry, from May 15, 1948, that would begin a 70-year period of time, which that 70-year period of time ended two years ago, 2008, on May the 15th. During that 70 years, 
the end time prophecies of Israel could not take place. They could not, uh, there are certain prophecies that could not <clears throat> begin, could not be fulfilled until after that 70 year period. Now that we're two years after roughly, three years almost, two years plus actually, now the prophecies will begin. And during that 70 years, there were many things that have happened, prophetic fulfillment already. In 2017, Donald Trump goes to Israel. I think it was, was it 2000? Maybe it was 2018, I can't remember. <clears throat> I think in 2017, Israel became, was recognized, Jerusalem was recognized as the capital of Israel. I want to say that Donald Trump went to the Temple Mount fulfilling the prophecy of 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon's dedication, the prophecy about Donald Trump. I think that was in May or early June of 2018, I have to remember. So many prophecies have been fulfilled. Well, one of the prophecies during that 70-year period was Isaiah 21. This prophecy had to be understood and could not be fulfilled without a significant occurrence. I say that occurrence was the World Trade Center bombing. It is something that would impact the whole world. It would cause change economically. that would affect wealth, finances, and uh, actually finances will be the first item touched. Everyone, including individuals, families, businesses, governments, continents, will be affected because of this one event. Politically, militarily, and socially, things will begin to be put in place that will alter the landscape of this country, of America. Something so drastic that the landscape of all the world's societies and cultures would be rocked to the foundation. Irreparable, no answers or ways to start anew. What had occurred, happened, and it would begin a move and a change in the direction of the so this society is America and the societies of the world. And <clears throat> it would affect the nations to the point where uh, you can't go back prior to that time and, and, and reset anything. Well, on September 11, 20, 2001, these, what happened there could be likened to events that had happened in the previous hundred years that reshaped the world. Spanish-American War, Israel, uh, what happened in World War I, what happened in World War II, they reshaped, began to reshape the world. Well, this wasn't an actual war. So how could an event that was not an actual war reshape the world? Well, now we look back, and it changed the domestic policies through the uh, National Authorization Act in this country, surveillance of American people. Not just surveillance, but laws that were in place that would e uh, eventually allow 
for incarceration without any due process. So, another thing, it was used as a war on terrorism. The war on terrorism would begin like never before. On a national level, individual freedoms and rights will be forfeited for the state of security of the, for the state of the security of the nation. Biological and chemical acts of terrorism will be a reality in our future. Suspicion of neighbors, friends, and families will strain relationships, break apart the fabric of trust that is vital as as vital that is the vitality needed for a healthy culture. So this incident could not and probably is just the beginning episode of many acts of horror that the prophetic scriptures described uh, clearly and had foretold from ancient and near ancient times through people that Jesus the Messiah himself called prophets who were mistreated and killed because evil man did not want to hear what they had to say concerning the present and future judgments that the societies and governments are worthy of. This one chapter may be such a judgment and a warning if the inter interpretation is correct. And I stated that the interpretation will be judged by time. Change will be immediate and progressive. And if the senses aren't dulled or numbed, it will be possible to document the change which we have done. The change that has occurred from 9-11 has been documented. We see the changes. We see what has happened with the power of the government agencies over illegally doing illegal, uh, many illegal, on, on, uh, not only illegal, but unconstitutional changes in this country and dire all directed at the American people. Not just American people, but the people of the world. Now, it could have also been, I stated that this could be a doorway spoken of in Joel chapter 3, verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. We are entering God's harvest time, where mankind is the crop in the field of time, being matured as the harvest of the earth. That was referenced Revelation 15. Then another, I had a note as I wrote this article. Many of the stories in the scripture were prophetic in their nature. They were historical and miraculous accounts of God's working with nations, with peoples, Israel and surrounding nations, for example. In these stories, the prophetic meanings, there were prophetic meanings, as in the hidden, the possible hidden meaning in Isaiah 21, which will also give uh, us vision for our time. An example I gave was the account of Joseph, Jacob's, Jacob's 11th son, sold into slavery, carried into Egypt, and in his sovereignty, given the opportunity to interpret a dream that Pharaoh king of Egypt had about seven years of plenty, seven years of worldwide famine and suffering. 
This dream also had prophetic implications for the time we live in. The seven years of famine and suffering are to take place a second time prior to the second coming of Christ. And this attack may have been a catalyst that is the beginning of a time that we will move into called the time of sorrows. A time when you'll hear of wars, rumors of wars, but don't be troubled. Such things need to be, but the end shall not be yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. So was 9-11, was this a sign by God to the nations that the future is going to be uncertain? Also, another second note. The historical, historical events, <laughs> hysterical for sure, no, historical events that are to take place in this study are deep spiritual insights for the individual believers who are concerned for his neighbors, his fellow man, and their eternal destiny. The study must be observed from the perspective that our Lord and Christ, how he viewed things. His death was not to redeem gold, silver, or things temporal but rather man and his eternal soul. Upon redemption, we are to uh, co-labor with God that his will may be done. We are in a time where man has become violent, cannot resist his evil nature. So those who yield the power of the world in the world are bringing misery to the innocent. The kingdoms of the world are going to be shaken, so men will repent and turn to God. Hebrews 12.26 states, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heavens. We are members of a kingdom that will not be moved, so as the shaking begins, we know it was prophesied to happen. We know we have a hope that those outside of true salvation don't have, and it is God's will that we present our hope to them. Our loyalty is to be to the one true God who has given us eternal life. Our wrestling is not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. The judgments coming upon America will be allowed by God, who is righteous. Sin and lawlessness will increase and have to be judged. The judging is also going to take place on an individual level. And if we are to be effective in our personal work and labor for God, then this pruning is necessary. We have been given a grace like that of the Apostle Paul. We have to believe it. We must walk with it in it. All that the Apostle Paul did was through the working of the Holy Spirit. We have the same Spirit. We don't have to go into the future in our own strength, our own power, but in, or in the power of our soul. For those who are being drawn by the Spirit to labor in this harvest and are responding willingly, God is going to increase His labor. I'm sorry. God is going to increase His visitations and bring clarity to your present and your future. As we will see in this study, God, who brings reality to the term 
commander and chief, is giving orders to prepare for battle. While the majority of the body of Christ is apostate, there are those who are waiting, who are ready for the command. Again, if this interpretation is correct, then the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will confirm to his faithful this word. Amos 3.7 Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Before these wars begin, we must know what he is about to do. So that was just two notes and an observation. Now I'll begin with verse 1, Isaiah chapter 21. The burden of the desert of the sea. Before I begin that, I'll say this. This is the second fulfillment of Isaiah 21, actually. The first fulfillment was with Babylon the Great at the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. It took place then. His judgment. This is a second fulfillment, which is a, you might say, a snapshot of what is going to happen to America as a nation eventually. But before America as a nation is judged, God had to send a warning. And the warning was in Isaiah chapter 21. And Isaiah 21, you can say, has three fulfillments in it. Babylon the Great of the, of the, old, the old Babylon the Great during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. What happened in 9-11 and what will happen to America at the end of the world at the end when the time of the judgment of the cosmos takes place. The burden of the desert of the sea, as whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it comes from the desert, from a terrible land. Now, another Babylon judgment, an oracle concerning the desert of the sea, like whirlwinds sweeping through the Southland, an invader comes from the desert, from a land of terror. Now, we know now that the there may have been Arab nations involved, but it was not solely Arab nations. I have to say the truth. Israel did have, and people in the Mossad did have a hand in the World Trade Center bombing. So yes, there was there was a fulfillment in a sense of prophetic prophecy because something did come from a desert from the Middle East. But not only from there as you'll see as we go on. One of the translations uses the term a whirlwind. It's like a hurricane, Red Sea storm, 
Tempest. This is from the, the uh, Strong's Concordance. The prime root is to snatch away, to end, to terminate, to consume, to have an end, to perish. So what this event would do, what is coming, is coming to cause something to be interrupted. And what was going to be interrupted was the peace and security of this country. What was going to be snatched away is freedoms. This is the beginning of the snatching away of freedoms. Something was going to be consumed. What was going to be consumed? The quality of life, the, the, the culture, as a great culture, though it's evil, it would, it would, there would be a redirecting. The attack on, this is a note, the attack on September 11th, 2021 came from invaders from a desert, from a land of terror. The land of terror is the a world of treacherous dealers. Intelligence sources say that the attacks are not over and will continue to come from the Middle East. Judgments, as it appears in verse 2, and apparently ordered by God, but because we are Americans, we don't want to believe that we are above reproach from all of our sins as a nation. We don't want to think that America would at any time be under a judging hand of God. All the nations and peoples of the earth will eventually be judged. No one is going to escape. Going to verse 2. A grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, go up, Elam, besiege, Omedia. All the signs thereof have I made to cease. This vision was a grievous vision to the people of this nation and the people of the world. Because they knew that this kind of an attack on America is something that cannot be comprehended. How could this attack with all of the intelligence agencies, the NSA, who knows everything about everything going on in this country? The NSA knows what's going on in the FBI, the CIA the military intelligence agencies, all of them, all of the different defense departments, they know what's going on in corporate America. The National Security Agency, the big Radome Center, east of Denver, Colorado, one of the, the third and the, most, the, great, the biggest, most sophisticated information gathering apparatus in the world, right there in Aurora at Buckley Air National Guard Base. How can... They, they not know what happened. How can they not see planes that are supposedly not where they're supposed to be? So treacherous dealers dealing treacherously. This was and had to be according to what I feel Isaiah was saying. There had to be something going on in Babylon. Babylon knew to some degree that judgment was coming. 
And I remember the night just before Babylon was judged, ancient Babylon, when, uh, was it, Darius was having a party for all of the administration using the vessels, the uh, vessels of gold and silver when he had a vision that night, meaning, meaning, tikal you farsen, meaning your judgment has come. And then the next day, he had warning that something was coming. And then his kingdom was taken over. Well, this nation knew something was happening, but it had to have been allowed intentionally. You cannot stop prophecies. You can't. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously. The spoiler spoileth. Verse 3. So, uh, actually, I have a little more to say on verse 2. A dire vision has been shown to me. The traitor betrays. The looter takes loot. Was there looting? Were there traitors? Was there betrayal? I will bring an end to all the groanings she caused. America has caused a lot of hardship to nations throughout the world. And God is saying that eventually ancient Babylon would be judged for the groaning that she caused on the nations on Israel. The same with America for the groaning that she's caused on the nations of the world. America is not perfect. No nation is perfect. Not even Israel. We'll be back in just a second and we'll continue with Isaiah chapter 21. Hey there, guys. How long have you been waiting for good, conservative quality radio? Well, you finally reached your destination at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hi, Amber with Two Girls in a Broom here. Hey, cleaning, we love it. Two Girls in a Broom LLC offering residential and commercial cleaning services in Fort Collins, Colorado and surrounding areas. Call us today, 719-216-1143. Providing basic clean, deep clean, wet cleans or Airbnb services. Let two girls in room Alice do the work. We'll take care of you and all your cleaning needs. Call us today, 719-216-1143. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger. 
while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 9510592. Hello, I'm Jessica Autry with the TC Group. 970-396-2404, your Colorado native realtor with 10 years real estate and property management experience. Whether you are looking to buy, sell, rent, or list your rental, I can help. Just call me at 970-396-2404 or email me at jessellenrealestate at gmail.com. This is Rick Rodriguez. I'll be the host of The Present Truth, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, New World Order, Agendas of Secret Societies, The Coming World Religion. Again, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. So we'll continue. Okay, we're down to verse 2 here. And uh, I had another note here that... Uh, it appears as if God commanded the attack and given the orders to all those that were involved. Let's see. Oh, this was the, the second fulfillment of Isaiah. I think from what I could see, there was the initial fulfillment, Babylon, of the old, uh, of ancient Babylon. This precursor, pre-warning, to the judgment that is coming to America. There is a judgment coming, and this is just to let America know that it was coming. But at the same time, it would be used to bring down the idols of this country. The idols being the Rockefeller Towers. One named David, the other named Nelson. These men put these towers up as as uh, altars to themselves individually. We'll talk about that a little more about that in a second. So this 9-11-2001 was the second fulfillment of this prophecy. It was a discreet fulfillment, discreet in the sense that it was not comprehended immediately but it should be realized as time goes on. Initially, many believers in the body of Christ were looking to see if they could find where the World Trade Center bombings would be in the scripture. And I had heard somebody say that they felt it might be Isaiah 21. They didn't follow through to do any further study. They just presented that. I took it. And I began to study it and look at it with historical events, the time, everything that was going on. And I thought, this is truly a fulfillment of a prophecy. This was not to be an attack on a city. That was not the purpose of the attack on a city. But this was an attack on the nation. The changes that would come would not just be changes to the city of New York, the port center, all these things. No. This was a national plan with international objectives also, as we now know through history, that this, 
because of this attack, invasions into Saddam Hussein's Iraq were now set in motion a uh, second time. The intent was to affect the whole nation economically to bring about a financial collapse. The invasion and the judgment this just began would be uh, the changes would be ongoing. This would just be the initial change that would take place. It will startle the nation, the world, but it will impact the Christian churches to a degree. Even the Christian churches who should have been startled, awakened, really let it slide. They really didn't take it seriously because this is America. God is going to protect America. God would never allow something like this to happen without a way to protect us. Well, just the opposite. This actually was kind of the beginning of a plan which would eventually uh, move into a full-fledged attack on the Christian churches of America and where we are presently. Verse 3, Therefore are my, and this is the King James, Therefore are my loins filled with pain, pains have taken hold upon me, as the pains of a woman that travails. I was bowed down at the hearing of it, I was dismayed at the seeing of it. That's the King James. Now the NIV. At this my body is racked with pain. Pangs seize me like those of a woman in labor. I am staggered by what I hear. I am bewildered by what I see. Whenever you hear the talk of pains like a woman, birth pains, a, pain, a woman in labor, this is the way in which God always gives an insight to people that understand prophecy that yes, this is a sign of the end of the world. I say it would be a sign in the last 70 years plus from the time of 1948 and forward. And this did take place within that 70 year period. There are new prophecies to take place after the 70 years which are now being fulfilled. One of the signs was Donald Trump being removed from office that would happen after the 70 years. So this was an indicator that this was for our generation. Pains of a woman is an indicator that the prophecy will take place in the end times prior to Daniel's 70th week. As Isaiah, Isaiah saw this end time vision, he experienced physical pains and psychological distress and bewilderment that we experience when we saw and heard about the bombing. He was suffering what we were suffering. Kind of like they talk about this uh, people that have these sym sympathetic labor pains, like a husband will have, or somebody will have sympathetic distress with somebody that's in suffering. I don't want that. Doesn't sound good. Verse 4. My heart panted, fearfulness affrighted me. The night of my pleasure hath he turned into fear for me. 
That was a King James. The NIV, my heart falters, fear makes me tremble. The twilight I long for has become a horror to me. I think this was Isaiah later in his years, and he was hoping that, you know, now I've been in service to the Lord through four kings, and I've really gone through the mill, and I've been ridiculed. Israel has attacked me, the children of Israel, the nation, the king has afflicted me, the kings. So I just want retirement. I just want to now enjoy the rest of my days and just live the rest of my life in enjoyment. Well, here he has his frightful vision. Everything changes. Well, when this occurred... I remember many people throughout the country lost their retirement. America is a society of retirement, like the rest of the world, but we are very retirement conscious. The parables of the laborers in the field, we are to work until the Lord returns at the end of the day. So we, in a sense, Christians, we don't really have a retirement. We are to labor. Yes, we may and the career, but we are to continue in ministry and the things that God has called us to do for His kingdom. We don't really retire from those things until we sleep or we're caught up. Strange that Isaiah didn't sense distress for one's life, but rather for his life in a sense only, but for the future, the people of the future, the anguish for them, what he was seeing for the Jewish people. The financial security, the, that there might not be financial security for the anybody at the end of their life when they're working their time, they're laboring, the time of their labors is over. When they are now elderly and they have to live on what they have accumulated through their lifetime. The future globally and what lies on the horizon is becoming apparent. War and economic change are going to be accepted as part of the life after September 11th. Verse 5, prepare the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, arise, you princes, and anoint the shield. This is to God's children. They set the tables, they spread the rugs, they eat, they drink, get up, you officers, oil the shields, anoint the shield. The initial warning in Isaiah 5 is Isaiah is telling God's people, prepare for battle. This is the counsel that the pastors, and I wrote this again in 2011, I think it was in early 2002, I think. I'd been studying it, but I think it was in early 2002 that I let me see what the date was on this. Jeez, I thought I dated it. Nope, I guess I didn't. So anyhow, uh, the Christian people, the men at that time, should have been warning the Christian people that uh, this is just the beginning of what's going to happen. This should be a sign to the pastors that we're at the end of the world. 
it's, it should be a wake-up call to the Christians. Things like this just don't happen in America. So, another thought was, because it was an intense word, don't sit, don't eat, don't drink. One year is not a long time. But, prepare for the future with a different type of thinking. Anoint your shield. Pray for your faith, that your faith is full. That your, your faith is intact. This should always be the attitude that a Christian has. Because we're always going to be in a struggle. Verse 6. For thus saith the Lord unto me, Go set a watchman, let him declare what he sees. That's the King James, the NIV. This is what the Lord said to me. Go post the lookout and have him report what he sees. So, again, a second warning. War is coming. Post the lookout and command him to report what he sees. Now, at night, they would set these men out to watch a village to, to watch to see what was out in the desert. There were lions, <clears throat> and uh, if there was a lion, a lion approaching the the city, the people were to be warned. Okay, uh, like a watchman in Ezekiel chapter thirty-three, verse two. Son of man, speak to the children of the people. Say to them, when I bring the sword upon the land. If the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, let them set him for the watchman. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he, the watchman, is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have set you as a watchman unto the house of Israel, therefore you shall hear the word of my mouth and warn them for me. We are to, as Christians, we are watchmen to see what is coming to warn people. Watchmen have always had the office administration. These watchmen have been prophets. It's a direct word to the prophets of the time. See if Isaiah 21 is a word for the time. Test the word. This may be a present truth of 2001. If so, report to the church in America what the Spirit is speaking. Verse 7. He saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of assets, asses, a chariot of camels, and he hearkened diligently with much heed. And then in the NIV, when he sees chariots with teams of horses... Riders on donkeys or riders on camels, let him be fully alert. So this is a third warning and a sign that an enemy is amassing. Now in this, in the, I'm trying to find where in the Strong's Concordance, concerning these riders on asses. 
there was a thought and the warning was the watchman was seeing these riders riding swiftly, quickly, moving at a fast pace like sparrows flying through the air with an objective in mind. Like sparrows in the air with an objective in mind. This is how the Strongs had presented it. These riders could, could be likened to sparrows in the air with an objective in mind. And what were, what was the objective of these sparrows that hit these towers? Number one, hit the towers, but there was an objective in mind with the bringing down of those towers, which was not just to bring down those towers, but there was a great plan nationally. Verse 8, And he cried, A lion, my lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime, and I am set in my ward whole nights. Another implication that there is an alert warning that the watchman is watching day and night. The whole body of believers should be watching, but is not. But there are those who do watch day and night. A lion is a type of the devil. And it's talking about how these watchmen, they are to watch for enemies, for riders on horseback or on donkeys, but also for lions. And he cried, A lion, O Lord, I stand continually at the watchtower. The believers in the body of Christ are to always watch for the lion again, which is a type of the devil. We have no doubt that evil, the evil one was involved in these towers. And if you saw the photos after the explosion, after the plane hit, I don't remember which tower, it looked like the smoke formed a face of the devil. And you could actually see the face, a, a face in the smoke. And it looked like the face had horns. Too many crazy incidents. And also, Lion was a... England is likened to, in the Bible, a lion. The nation of England is the lion. Was England involved? Could Isaiah have been saying that England may have been involved in the destruction of these two towers, the Pentagon, could it have been? And the other tower, Tower 7. Verse 9. Behold, here comes a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and all the graven images of her gods he had broken unto the ground. Now, this is an important one. When we get back, we'll cover verse 9 after this break. So, podcasts are 1360khnc.com, 1360khnc.com podcast section. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient. 
Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. 1360KHMC.com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Well, that finishes hour two. So to finish out with Isaiah chapter 21, the World Trade Center bombings, verse 9. Behold, here comes a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. All the graven image of her gods he hath broken to the ground. The two towers had been given the names to them by the steelworkers that built them. One was called David, the other was called Nelson. They shattered as if they were made of glass. This is exactly what Isaiah is saying. They broke into the ground like glass. In the the word uh, broken meant shattered. 
in the Strong's like glass just shattering. Is fallen is fallen implies a prophetic thought that this account will take place twice minimally, minimally in history, but twice on American soil. Bab the initial 9-11, the Twin Towers come down, the idols of New York, these were built by a very powerful occult family. I say this family is the most powerful occult family to ever uh, rule in America. There is no more, there is not a greater occult family than the Rockefeller family in the United States. I have other reasons to say that. Uh, not just saying it as a opinion, but documentation and the power of the witchcraft behind this family is too great to ignore. Part of that witchcraft was responsible for Jimmy Carter becoming president. George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, not they fought David, they fought uh, uh, Donald Trump, but they could not stop it because of a different plan God had. They are involved in the coming coming administration that is to come. So, the idols, God is warning America that the idols of America are going to be judged. Everything that the people in America that they bow to. God is coming to judge all of it, whether it be whether their love of mammon, whether their love of of uh, any kind of what's the word I'm looking for, any kind of uh, sexual perversion, whatever it is, the American people, whatever their allegiance is to, God is coming to judge it. It will be judged. But this was the initial warning to America that the idols came down once. They are going to be judged a second time. But in the future, in nine years, maybe ten years, we will not make it to 2030, to the end of 2030. We won't go into 2031, I don't believe. I think prophecy is being fulfilled too quickly. I'll be back for the hour three. the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website 1360khnc.com click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. While hospitalizations continue to rise in Colorado, there are said to be some good signs regarding COVID testing positivity. A little less than 6% of all tests in the state have come back positive in the past week. Colorado has been above that level for most of the last couple of weeks. 
Experts say staying below 5% is a sign that a pandemic virus like this is mostly under control. Hospitalizations have now stayed flat the last couple of days, up only three statewide from Wednesday to Thursday for a total of 894. There are reportedly more confirmed COVID cases in hospitals during this wave than during the initial one in the spring of 2020, but back then there were more unconfirmed cases in hospitals. COVID outbreaks in schools have nearly doubled in the past week from 42 to 80. Total cases K-12 through schools have more than doubled from 401 to 886, the vast majority of those cases in students. Colorado's reported no deaths from school outbreaks. The state health department recommends all schools require masks for everyone. That's regardless of vaccination status or how much COVID's spreading in a particular community. That doesn't mean, however, there's a mandate. The governor says he's not interested in issuing one of those. In the last month, state guidance has been to require masks for uninoculated people or everyone in schools if there's a lot of COVID in that community. Now the state's just calling for everyone to mask up. The new guidance also changes the rules for when people might have to quarantine. Unvaccinated kids will not have to quarantine after exposure to the virus if everyone was wearing masks properly or having weekly testing. I'm Jim Williams. Pitkin County getting ready to bring back its indoor mask mandate. The Board of Health in that community, home to Aspen, voted to follow Boulder County's lead with new mask rules. The department currently writing up the new mandate's language. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Get your west on in Wyoming's Carbon County. You'll find hot springs, cold streams, wide open spaces, and scenic places. Hit your reset button. Choose your own adventure. Explore our beauty in your vehicle, on bike, or beast. Retire to a cozy cabin or a luxury lodge. Whatever the west means to you, you'll find it in Carbon County. Visit wyomingcarboncounty.com for activity ideas, lodging options, and safe travel tips. Now's the time to get your west on. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. From custom home loans to competitive rates and everything in between, you can trust them to find you the best deal. They're local to Colorado, and they partner with some of the best real estate agents around. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1970. We use the latest non-toxic green cleaning systems and state-of-the-art tensioning units to assure a quality and consistent finish. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, from wedding gowns to sleeping bags, we do it all. For info and directions, call us at 970-775-0623. Again, 970-775-0623. Hi listeners, Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit peshows.com. That is peshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. 
They always have a full line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Good morning and welcome back to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. This is Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. And in the first two hours, in the first hour, I was talking about the two people of God, Jew and Gentile, in the body of Christ. The second hour, I was talking about the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 21, which is the World Trade Center Center bombings in September 11, 2001. I'm just going to finish out on that. The two towers came down, shattered like grass, glass, according to the Strong's in the in the uh, the word fallen, shattered, like gas, like gas. I don't know, like glass. They came shattered to the ground, and it was a warning to America that America cannot trust in idols. America has become a nation of idolatry. All nations are, but Babylon the Great of the end of the world, there's more talk about Babylon the Great of the end of the world, almost, I would say, than any other nation. Idolatry is the personality of Babylon the Great of the end of the world. In her personality, she, according to Revelation chapter 17, she's adorned herself like a harlot, just a nation of idols. Well, in Isaiah 21, these idols came shattered to the ground. So, that was a warning 20 years ago. We cannot escape the punishment of God to come to this nation and the nations of the world are not going to escape the punishments of God punishments of God either at the end of the world I say that we are at the end of the world we are in the last decade I do not believe that uh, we will go into 2031 without Christ having returned and I would say a decade, and I was saying a decade last year, meaning up to 2030 and plus. The objectives of the global agenda through the green movement and the agendas that they have, they have agenda 2030. They may get into 2030, but I don't think they'll get into 2031. 
And another thing that's interesting is the vision of the globalists, who I call the children of the devil, they know prophecy. And they're having a very difficult time looking out past the end of 2030. They're having a hard time looking at the scenario, planning for what the world will be like. They may take over the world, but they really don't know how to give the world direction. Because God is the one who gives vision. God is the one who gives people direction. Well, even the, the devil cannot give them direction. All he can do is deceive them to allow them to, to force them, to keep them active in his plans. And Satan's plan eventually will be basically to keep himself out of the bottomless pit. But he can't. He will go into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And Satan will not tell the followers that he's just using them to try to overthrow God to keep him out of the bottomless pit, to keep him from being judged. It won't work. Yes, he will deceive millions, billions of people. But in spite of the deception, he will not attain the complete, total control of the world. It is impossible. The Bible says it will never happen. But God will allow them to go to a point, but then God will restrict them. And then God will begin judgments on them. In the first hour, I had to make a decision. I decided to go through Isaiah 21 as quickly as I could and thoroughly as I could. I feel that in America there is just a misunderstanding of God and His plan with the nation of Israel and God and His plan with the Jewish believers. We are in the time of the Gentiles. And in the time of the Gentiles and in the church age, uh, there are types. Uh, the temple in Israel, it is a reference point to the Jewish people. To the Christian people, it is a reference point in the sense that it will give us a view of God's timetable and His plan. He'll use that temple. But the reality is, the true temple of God, Jesus Christ said, if you tear down this temple, I will rebuild it in three days, meaning His body. And three days later, He raised from the dead in a new body. Eternal, He's always eternal, but a new body, but now He is the life-giving Spirit. Now He is able to breathe into His disciples. And now the reality of the physical temple is now in within people. Now the true temple of God that God resides in, the Shekinah glory, no longer resides in the physical temple in Israel. The Shekinah glory of God now resides inside of mankind 
inside of individuals. We, as a body of believers, we are the temple of God. We hold the Spirit of God, the Shekinah glory of God within us. There is a war taking place, a subjective war. Firstly, we have the flesh with all of the desires of the flesh, with the wants and the cravings of the flesh. Then you have the soul. With the soul is a different. You have the, the uh, soul, the love of the soulish things. We love to, to uh, be the center of attention. We love... Uh, we have things that we love as far as, boy, I didn't plan to go this direction, so I'm really struggling to, to give an idea of what the soul is. A soul life. The things that we love in the soul. Music, our love for music, our love for education, our love for sports, our love for uh, base things that we like in our soul, in our mind, that we like to, uh, you know, physically enjoy through our body perversion things like this perversion or or whatever vices of the flesh but the soul is involved the two are the work together but we're the temple of God so the types in the Old Testament we are the temple yes the temple is a reference point for the children of Israel. But it draws them away from looking at God's eternal plan to pour His Spirit into mankind and to reside in mankind subjectively. So many types. And uh, with Israel and the church, Paul had the writings in Ephesians, in Romans, in the book of Acts, trying to get the Jew and the Gentile to understand that there is no enmity between these two corporate peoples. There's not to be enmity. Christ tore down that wall, that enmity, that suspicion, the conflict between them. Both are adopted into the family of God. Neither one has a greater standing, you might say, before God than the other. No. God can't... <clears throat> God is not that way. We may be but there's no favoritism. That's the word I'm looking, looking for. No favoritism to one over the other. What has been given to one is available to the other. Just because one is Jewish through the, through the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and one is a non-Jewish, born a Gentile, apart from the, the uh, commonwealth of Israel, does not make one greater than the other. No. Paul tried to imprint this into the churches. 
there's a difference between them in the sense of responsibility and where God would have them go. <clears throat> the Jewish people generally were going to have greater success in presenting the gospel to Jewish people than Gentile people. The uh, purpose of the Gentile people who would love Israel and the Jewish people was to bring jealousy to the Jewish people who did not know Messiah. They both would work together. One would bring jealousy. The other would, as a members of the family, with the, with the grace of God, have the ability to present the Messiah to their fellow Jew, like Paul was saying in Romans chapter 10. Now, with that, I feel if on this hour, if I can lay this down, because both the Jew and the Gentile as a family of God in the future, we are going to work together. Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses, two corporate people <clears throat> in Messiah, Jew and Gentile, who stand before the God of heaven, the God of the earth. We're going to testify. We're going to be God's witnesses. We're going to witness as witnesses in a court scene to bring evidence against an ungodly world. And without the testimony of two, God cannot bring judgments. He cannot bring punishments or a verdict on the evil in the world presently. The evil in present-day Israel with the Jewish people that are apostate to an unbelieving world that hates God, that is Antichrist. And even in the Jewish, within the Jewish lineage, there are many Jewish people that are Antichrist also, anti-Messiah. Then to the churches, the two witnesses will be an example to the Christian believers in all of the seven churches. That's what we're to do. Be a witness that the judgment is coming to the world, but before it comes to the world, it's going to come to the church. We can't get away from that truth. And there's going to be chastisement. God has to wean His people from the cosmos and from the things of the flesh, from the desires of the soul, the lust of the eye, the, flesh, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The pride of life is a soulish, soulish, uh, uh, it's, it's soulish. Lust of the eye, soulish. The lust of the flesh, the cravings of the flesh, and the pride of life. We all want to be millionaires, we all want to drive the nicest. We want to be the center of attention. Each one different. But now, I'm going to start in chapter, Romans chapter 9. Paul says, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience, enlightened and prompt, prompted by the Holy Spirit, bears witness with me that I have a bitter grief and increasing anguish in my heart. This is the Amplified Bible. For I could, 
For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off and banished from Christ for the sake of my brethren, and instead of them, my natural kin kinsmen and my fellow countrymen. So this was his love for Israel. But he knows they're in blindness. And he talks about it later. They are Israelites, and to them belongs God's adoption as a nation, the glorious presence, the Shekinah, that was with them, <clears throat> were the special, were also with them were the special covenants made. To them was the law given. To them the temple worship. It was revealed, and God's own promises announced. To them belong the patriarchs, and as far as his natural descent was concerned, from them is the Christ, who is exalted and supreme over all. God bless forever. Amen. So let it be. Verse 6. However, it is not as though God's word had failed coming to nothing. For it is not everybody who is a descendant of Jacob, Israel, who belongs to the true Israel. I mentioned earlier in the first hour, there is a family one of Jacob's children through Leah, through Leah's concubine, Dan, who was cut off, is not in the book of Revelation chapter 7. Manasseh replaced Dan. So, it is not everyone who is a descendant of Jacob, Israel, who belongs to the true Israel. Verse 7. And they are not all the children of Abraham because they are by blood his descendants. No, the promise was your descendants will be called and counted through the line of Isaac, though Abraham had an older son, Ishmael. It would not be through Ishmael that the promises would come. It would be through Isaac. That is to say, it is not the children of the body of Abraham who are made God's children, but it is the offspring to whom the promise applies that shall be counted as Abraham's true descendants. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year I will return, Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but this too, Rebekah conceived two, two sons under the exact same circumstances by our forefather Isaac. And the children were yet unborn and had yet so far done nothing either good or evil even so in order to further carry out God's purpose of selection or election or choice which depends not on works or what men can do but on him who calls them verse 12 it was said to her that the elder son should serve the younger son verse 13 as it is written, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated, <clears throat> held in disregard in comparison with my feeling for Jacob. What shall we conclude then? Is there unrighteousness, injustice on God's part? Certainly not. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, I will have compassion, pity on whom I will have compassion. Now, this is a tough one for Christians. There are people 
in the world that are never going to meet Christ. And God will work with them to take them through the coming tribulation and they will live and repopulate in a millennial kingdom. There are others which the Bible calls John, first epistle of John, calls the children of the devil who will never receive Christ. In fact, they will actually worship Antichrist. They are going to be vessels that will never be reconciled to God. They will never be saved. This is in the purpose of God. It is that it willed that God that all should be saved. But it is fact that not all will be saved. So there are those that God loves. Jacob have I hated. Was what Paul stated. The children were yet unborn, had done nothing good or evil. Even so, in order to fill out God's purpose of selection, election, or choice, which depends not on our works or what man can do, but on he who calls them. It was said to her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. What shall we conclude? Is there injustice with God? Unrighteousness? No. Moses said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion, pity on whom I will have compassion. So then, God's gift is not a question of human will or human effort, but of God's mercy. We, through God's mercy, have been born again. This is something that through all my life, I don't know how God, in His, in His before the foundation of the world, how I was the, or would be ordained to eternal life. That's just God's mercy. It depends not on one's own willingness, nor on his strenuous exertion, as in running a race, but on God having mercy on him. By God's mercy, we who are born again are born again. For the scripture said to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this purpose of displaying my power in judgment, judging you so that my name may be proclaimed the whole world over. When God destroyed his, uh, Pharaoh and his armies at the Exodus, all the surrounding nations, they knew what had happened, and they feared God. His name was proclaimed in that whole region, the God of the Jews. Verse 18, so then he has mercy on whomever he wills, whoever he chooses. He hardens, he makes stubborn and unyielding the heart of whomever he wills. Don't get on bad, God's bad side. Because if he wants to harden your heart, he will. It's a miserable thing. There was a time when I briefly had my heart hardened. Man, was I miserable. It's, it's like being in hell. Will you say to me, why then does he still find fault and blame? For who can resist and withstand his will? 
Who are you, a mere man, to criticize and contradict and answer back to God? What will a formed, what, what will, will what is formed say to him who, that formed it? Why did you make me this way? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same mass or lump one vessel for beauty and distinction and an honorable use and another for menial or ignoble or dishonorable use or to be destroyed? What if God, although fully intending to show the awfulness of his wrath, and to make known his power and authority, has tolerated with much patience the vessels, the objects of his anger, which are ripe for destruction. So we sit and we watch the wicked. We see their evil. And we wonder, why doesn't God judge them? Why isn't their judgment coming? This is a tough one for Christians. What if God, fully intending to show the awfulness of his wrath, and to make known his power and authority. He tolerates with much patience the vessels, the objects of his anger, which are ripe for destruction. He allows it. I don't like it, but he allows it. And what if he thus purposes to make known and show the wealth of his glory in dealing with the vessels, the objects of his mercy, which he has be prepared beforehand for glory. That's us. So, the wealth of His glory is for us as He deals with us. His objects, His vessels of mercy, which He had prepared beforehand to glory. We have all been prepared beforehand for glory. We'll go to the next 30 minutes. Hang on. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Are you an expert in your field? Do you want to educate your fellow man? Or have you always just wanted to be on the radio? Here at 1360 KHNC, you can do just that by hosting your own radio show. Looking to grow your business or share your thoughts and opinions or simply bragging to your friends that you have your own radio show. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003 or email us at contact at 1360khnc.com. All right, folks, Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks for listening to my show each weekday from 7 till 9 a.m. Have you heard how much KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, has grown? Got a new lineup, big signal, and rapidly growing audience. So if you own a business and would like to reach a conservative, patriotic, northern Colorado audience in a very affordable way, contact my buddies, my friends at KHNC, 970-587-5003, or email them at ontheair at khnc.net. That's 970-587-5003. Tell them Brian Kilmeade sent you. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences. At the same time, it became the largest vulnerable device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any given time, multiple governmental agencies or hackers can be listening to your cell phone calls or intercepting your texts. Because of this invasion of privacy, 
The Defense Enabling and Assisting Framework, known as DEF, was developed to keep your personal and digital cell phone transmissions protected. To learn more, visit us at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. Make sure your calls, texts, and all digital transmissions are cloaked at all times. That's DEFProtection.com. Remember, privacy is freedom. Do you ever wake up and feel like there should be someone to run your errands? We want to get things done, but just don't have enough time. Many of us hire concierge services like dog walkers or food and grocery delivery. Why should your insurance needs be any different? At Badger Insurance Advisors, we act as your concierge for all things insurance, pairing quotes and prices and recommending the best insurance for your needs. Call or text us today at 303-359-1799 or check us out at badgerinsuranceadvisors.com. Hey guys, this is Steve from Red Pill Truth, KHNC 1360 AM, Johnstown, Colorado. This show runs Saturdays at 3. We talk about the truths that the mainstream media won't tell you about until they have to. We'll see you Saturday at 3. Okay, we'll continue with Romans chapter 9. I just finished off with the verse uh, 23. What if he... What if he purposes to make known and show the wealth of his glory in dealing with the vessels and the objects of his mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? Verse 24. Even including ourselves whom he has called. Now, not all the Jewish people were called. So Paul is talking to the Jewish people that were called and had received Messiah, who he has called not only from among the Jews, but also from among the Gentiles. In the first hour, I told you about John chapter, the Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 16, how Christ was talking to the Jewish people. He was the shepherd of the sheep, and he would lead them out of the uh, fold into the pastures. And he said, there is another fold that I must also bring in. And be the shepherd too. Well, the Gentiles. Now Paul is talking about the same thing. Including ourselves whom he has called not only from the, among the Jews, but also from among the Gentiles. Verse 25. Just as he said in Hosea, Those who were not, not my people, I will call my people. And her who, and her who was not my beloved, I will call my beloved. So when Christ was with the disciples, he knew that yes, he was going to redeem Israel according to the promises of the prophets. But also hidden in the promises of the prophets, also the prophets talked about at one point God would also include a nation that was not Israel. And even they stated that Israel would be rejected and another would be, would basically, in a sense, take their place. And they would be brought into the purpose of God. Jewish people didn't understand it. And her, and her who was not beloved, I will call my beloved. It shall be that in that very place 
where it was said to them, You are not my people. They shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah calls them out. He solemnly cries aloud over Israel. Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, only a remnant, a small part of them will be saved from perdition, condemnation, and judgment. Verse 28, For the Lord will execute His sentence upon the earth. He will conclude and close out His account with men completely and without delay, vigorously cutting it short in His justice. Verse 29, It is as Isaiah predicted, If the Lord of hosts had not left us a seed from which to promulgate descendants, we Israel would have been fared like Sodom and have been made like Gomorrah. What do we say then? The Gentiles who did not follow after righteousness, who did not seek salvation by right relationship with God, have attained it by faith, a righteousness imputed by God based on the and produced by faith. Whereas Israel, though ever in pursuit of the law, for the securing of righteousness or right standing with God actually did not succeed in fulfilling the law. For what reason? Because they pursued it not by faith, relying instead on the merit of their works. They did not re depend on the faith, but on what they could do. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion, a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. But he who believes in him, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, shall be not be put to shame, nor be disappointed in his expectations. So that is Romans chapter 9. So now Paul is introducing, God hates, God loves, loved Esau, he hated, I'm sorry, God loved Jacob. He hated Esau. And he's not unrighteous in that. He Moses stated, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So it's not of a, a man's will, man's desire, what man can do, but it's all by the grace and the choosing of God. I won't have time to get into Romans chapter 10 because I'll just start and the hour is going to end. In the time in which we're in, in all the churches of God internationally, these are the lampstands of God. I liken each one to a trumpet. And the trumpets of God, the uh, God uses His children as trumpets. We are the ones that are sounding a warning. All seven churches are sending a warning to the assemblies, like with the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has a great assembly. And there are those in the Catholic Church that are the faithful bishops and cardinals, the priests. And it's their duty to send 
a clear warning to the uh, people in the Catholic Church that they are, as God's people, they have a responsibility, which they're not necessarily so much evangelical as we are, but through their living and through their works, the Catholic Church, one of the, the signs of the Catholic Church is their works. And through their works and through their, their uh, conduct in helping people, this is the sign of the Catholic Church. Well, it says that their last works are going to be more than their first works. So the Catholic people, and I know my aunts, my, wife, my mom's family, my dad's family are Catholic. And I know the, the works, they, that's all they would want to do is help people, help people, help people. I, I used to have a pickup. My aunt was a, a nun and here in Longmont. And she would always farm my pickup out. She'd give me a call. Oh, honey, I have a friend that needs to move this or this or this. Could you come? So here I go. Help move this, move that. Finally, after years of doing this, one day I had to tell her sister, listen, I, I don't have time to do this anymore. I know you want to help people, but I just can't. I can't assist you anymore. And then eventually after that, I uh, sold my truck anyhow. So, But that is one of the fruits of the Catholic Church. We are the, the children of God, the prophets of God specifically. We are the, uh, I guess you like with friends in the, uh, I have some friends that are Messianic Christian churches in Longmont and they at the holidays they invite us to, to the Jewish feasts to uh, the uh, oh what is it the uh, in the Easter not Easter uh, Passover and they blow the, the ram's horn the shofar well the, the type of the shofar are the prophets of God and whenever I hear them blowing the shofar, I just in my mind, I think, this, this, these, these prophets of God internationally in the Jewish and Gentile churches, the ones that are always sounding the alarm, that are broadcasting, that are warning God's people, if you're far from God, come back. If you are, if you are deviating from the path, Get back on the path. The warning to the world, the prophets are God's ram's horns. We are the ones who are to warn the world that we're in the last decade. Christ, we're going to be in the millennial kingdom within the next decade. I'd say before twenty, the end of 2030, Armageddon, is going to be finished. I don't know how we can make it past 20, uh, January 1st, 2031. I don't know how the world can make it past beyond that date in the way that it's going presently with what's happening with the vaccinations. Is this the consumption in Isaiah chapter 28 that God talks about, a consumption that is going to go out over the whole world. The Lord Jesus said at the time of Noah, what happened then 
is going to happen again. The genetic pool was destroyed. The perfect genetic uh, structure of Adam's DNA had been contaminated with the DNA of fallen angels. And God destroyed the world at that time because there was the DNA had been destroyed. And these mRNA vaccinations now, the proof is it's altering the DNA of whoever gets the vaccination. The DNA is changed. Is this the fulfillment of what the Lord Jesus said at the end of the world? It would be as in the days of Noah. The genetic structure of the genetic pool through Adam is once again being changed and altered. And the children, should you both have a male and a female have the DNA altered through the vaccination, their children will have a DNA that is different also. This is a fulfillment of prophecy. Now this consumption in Isaiah, Isaiah 28 verse 22, there is a, de de a consumption that is declared upon the world. And I had to think that this could be the beginning of that prophecy. Why? Because anything that would change the DNA, biblically speaking, has to be, must be, should be examined. Anything that mankind is doing to change the DNA, this has to be a plan of the fallen angels working with fallen man to contaminate the gene pool. This has to be in the Bible. And I look at this consumption, and the consumption doesn't mean like a disease that will kill you, boom, in one day. It's ongoing. It's like a cooking a spaghetti sauce, slowly, slowly simmering, cooking hour after hour at low heat, just little by little. I'm just wondering if we are seeing the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 28, verse 22. I was thinking it was coming in the future, and there may be something else coming in the future that we don't know about. There's a possibility that should they be able to get the DNA from fallen angels and in a, a lab somewhere apart from Wuhan on the island of Dr. Moreau began to cook up a batch of some type of vaccine that has Nephilim DNA in it and began to inject that in the populations of the world. That's sinister. I have a friend that says, well, Rick, you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, no one would think about something like that except for you. Well, I think about this stuff because I look at the scripture to see what the scripture says, to see what's in the Bible. The gene pool is going to be contaminated. And now we have something that is contaminating the DNA of people who take this vaccination. You cannot reverse it. It's irreversible. Once you get the shot, you, your DNA is going to change. And they're saying that little by little, three months, six, nine, a year, two, three years, you're going to slowly get sick. Things are going to change. To the Christian people, 
If you don't know Bible prophecy, you're going to maybe do things that you're unaware of. Now, another thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, with this, with Isaiah chapter 28, 22, this consumption that will come upon the world, if this could be part of it, then I have been hearing stories, and I was going to research, and I haven't had time. In Israel, more of the Jewish people have had this vaccination. Well, what does the Bible say? There was a prophecy that was fulfilled on the 23rd of September 2017. It was the prophecy that John gave in the book of Revelation chapter 12. It's a prophecy about the sun, the, 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 a woman standing on the sun with the moon over her head. And that prophecy was fulfilled on the 23rd of September 2017. It only happened one time. And it did take place then. And in that chapter... There is a dragon who is coming to destroy the man-child. In prophetic scripture, the man-child being Christ. The devil did come to destroy him, but he was carried. And uh, I don't have the verses in front of me, so I'm going by memory. But in those verses, there would be an attack on Israel. And Israel would have to be carried into a... Uh, uh, a wilderness with the vaccinations Israel the people of Israel are sick they are trying to change the DNA of Israel now that goes to the prophecies in Revelation chapter 7 where there's an angel that has to seal 12,000 people from the 12 tribes of Israel they have to be sealed to protect their DNA so that they will be genetically perfect to go into the millennial kingdom to, to uh, have children and to uh, carry the lineage, the Jewish lineages into the millennial kingdom. 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, excluding Dan. This attack also has to be on the DNA structure of the Jewish people. And because there would be these people in the occult, in the nation of Israel, that really do not care for the Jewish people, they will be one with the New World Order, the globalist plans, probably uh, people from the tribe of Dan. I believe Judas Iscariot was from the tribe of Dan, and Judas Iscariot was a part of the, uh, you know, he worked with the, uh, the religious world. Well, you'll have people in the world that are from the tribe of Dan that will work with the Sanhedrin in Israel and the rabbis and the the religious world. They're trying to contaminate the DNA of the Jewish people to stop prophecy from occurring. God is going to, has already begun to protect 12,000 from all of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is not a type. This is not just a story. It's not an allegory. It is a reality. 
They are being and will be protected. I'll be right back. We're going to finish the hour. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at dehepoteaclub.com, 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. Dehepoteaclub.com, 818-610-8088. Hello, friends. This is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty. If you're serious in bringing today's injustices to resolve, understanding, of course, that justice guards our liberties, there's only two places in which to bring you, the Bible and the U.S. Constitution. Join me on KHNC 1360 AM every weekday at 8 p.m., Saturdays at 5 to 7 p.m., and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Hi, Amber with Two Girls in a Broom here. Hate cleaning? We love it. Two Girls in a Broom LLC offering residential and commercial cleaning services in Fort Collins, Colorado and surrounding areas. Call us today, 719-216-1143. Providing basic clean, deep clean, wet cleans or Airbnb services. Let Two Girls in a Broom LLC do the work. We'll take care of you and all your cleaning needs. Call us today, 719-216-1143. Don't forget what it's like inside is All right. We're going to finish out uh, today's program. Like I was saying, I wonder if this is the fulfillment and the beginning of the great consumption in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 22. Something is going to begin to change the DNA of mankind at the end of the world. And now we have something. It's called the vaccinations. I have to, I was thinking that, yes, there may be something even more more uh, nefarious, could very well be. But either way, when you begin to change the DNA of people, 
you have to pay attention to it. <clears throat> you have to. And I know the Bible says that they're going to try to destroy the DNA of the Jewish people so there will not be clear, distinct lineages. In the 90s, I had a friend that told me, there's no way to prove any pure bloodline of Jewish people internationally. Well, the Bible says just the opposite. There will be 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Jacob. And these bloodlines will be pure. How will they be protected? How will they be kept? How will the lineages stay intact? I have no idea. I know God will do it. God has done it. He will keep them. And He will protect them from genetic contamination because they have to go into the millennial kingdom. They'll never be born again. One of these 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes, they cannot receive Messiah. They cannot be born again. They cannot have Christ in them. They will meet Christ at His return. Many of them will probably weep and wail because they did not know alone. It says they will weep by themselves. And bitterly, uncontrollably, once they see their Messiah and they realize what they had missed, part of it, one of the reasons, they will be kept genetically perfect. So, now, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com, 1360khnc.com, podcast section, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Program. On Monday through Thursday, from 2 to 3 here on AM 1360. Also, uh, next Sunday, 8 o'clock, 8 to 11. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado 80502. I pray that you have a great week, a wonderful week. The, the scripture, especially the prophetic scripture for our time, is very important. The inner life, if you want to be an inner life believer, you study the prophetic scripture. It will put the fear of God in you. And you will, like the book of Revelation, as you read that book, there's a blessing. That blessing will affect you. You'll want to be holy and righteous and upright. Till next week, God bless you. God keep you. Those that you love, God bless you. And we'll see you again next week. Rick Rodriguez. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.